Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. So the other day, I'm on Facebook, and I'm scrolling, and I come across this post from a man, Derek, from Portland. His post said that Common had a better discography than Nas. So I commented on his post, told him I disagreed. He responded back, and it got me to thinking. So I hit up the homie Matt B, and I was like, yo, we should do a podcast based on this discussion. We'll compare the albums and the discography from Nas to Common. However, we'll use the sources scoring method based on the mics. And that's what we did. So check it out. Sit back, relax. We'll drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. And just like that, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle, and I got a special co-host in the building. Uh, We are talking about the discographies between two uh, phenomenal MCs. They've been out uh, and have been doing their thing for years and years. Uh, And, um, you know, we decided to kind of pick and choose to figure out which one had the better discography. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to introduce uh, today's co-host. Uh, you know him. He's been on here before, so I'm not going to give him a long introduction because he doesn't need one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my boy Matt B is in the building. Matt, what up, man? Um, I'm doing pretty good. At, you know, living in Arizona, it's going to be 115 degrees on Tuesday. So, Great. you know, pre- preparing for that. But hey, you know what? I'm staying in, in the house. 115. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I won't complain about the 90 degrees that we have in Atlanta. But you got humidity. Yeah, I got yeah, dry yeah, yeah, yeah. heat. It's, so, it's, it's humid. It's like the shower. You know what I mean? Like it's that, yeah. that type of humidity. Like 115 degrees though, man. That, that shit is hot. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. So yeah, we're uh, we're going to talk about Common. Uh, if you're familiar with the, uh, the Versus series that I've been doing on the podcast, uh, we do a Versus uh, sometimes it's album versus album. This time we're doing discography versus discography. We're talking about the discography of Nas versus Common. Um, so let's start right there, Matt. Um, when we think about Common, I'm looking uh-huh. at his discography, and I'm just going to run it down for those fans or those people listening to the podcast who may or may not have uh, be familiar with his total discography. Uh, at the time of this recording, Common has recorded... 11 albums uh he his is set to drop his 12th album uh next month actually uh from the time of this recording um, august 30th that's right that's right so he's got the first joint was can I borrow a dollar then resurrection one day it'll all make sense like water for chocolate electric circus uh b finding forever universal mind control the dreamer <coughs> slash believer Nobody smiling and Black America again, and then yep. when we look at Nas's discography, 
Uh, Nas started off obviously with Illmatic. Uh-huh. It was written, I am Nostradamus, <laughs> Stillmatic, Godson, Streets Disciples, Hip Hop is Dead, Untitled, Life is Good, and Nazir. Now, funny coincidence, Nas is also set to drop an album at the time of this recording uh, in a few weeks. And they both, and I didn't realize this until I wrote it down, they both uh, have 11 albums to to their credit. So uh, we're going to have fun with this one. So I, I guess I'll start with Common. Um, Matt, I mean, think about Common. Right. Of his discography, what is your favorite album from Common and why? Uh shit um see I, I i didn't think that far ahead um okay so un- another unpopular opinion from mr matt uh <laughs> it is very close for me between like water for chocolate and resurrection actually mm-hmm. um and for those out there that don't know me and kyle have talked about this before uh lyrically i would go with resurrection but overall I'm going to say my favorite is Like Water for Chocolate, but those two change on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Like Water for Chocolate, but Resurrection, I, I don't know, man. That's, that's, I, I'm going to go with Like Water. You got to pick one, Matt. You can't, you can't filibuster. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough between those two. Uh, you know what? You go first. No, no, no. Guess first. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Kyle, you're killing me. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with like water for chocolate, just okay. based off, and the and it gets the slight edge because of song for Asada. Okay. That's that's literally the slightest of edges because so of that song. Why is that your favorite album? Uh, for one, it's Jay Dilla's best produced album to mm. me. Um. You know, Slum Village, that album is great. But I um, I think what makes Like Water for Chocolate better is because, well, for one, Common is a better MC than the MCs in Slum Village. That's, that's point A. But point B, I just feel like it was a perfect marriage, you know? Like, I think that that is the best produced Common album. Um, I think that it's, you know, and I think we talked, I talked about this a little bit, but I get with the uh, Roots episode that we did, but, mm-hmm. um, because we're talking about Common, I could talk about this a little bit more now. Um, Common will always give you the black power messages, and I definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I'm white, I can still obviously appreciate it because Common is one of my ten favorite MCs ever. Right. Um, you know, uh, and I always felt like like Water for Chocolate was like his most, you know. It, for those that, like me, that got introduced to Common through the album B, um, you know, a lot of people my age, and I'm for those listening, I'm 25 years old, a lot of people my age, you know, they got into Common through B and hearing him with Kanye. Um, but Like Water for Chocolate, the difference between that album and the stuff that he's done from B to uh, Black America again is he's gotten a little bit more... Uh, uh, he's gotten a little bit more like light with his rhyming, not like bad. That I don't mean bad people. I don't mean his his rhyming has gotten weaker. 
But on Like Water for Chocolate, you're getting those messages in a more aggressive tone. And I tend to prefer Common when he's a little bit more aggressive. So I think that that's the main reason why it's my favorite, because you get a lot of those black power messages, but it's a lot more in your face and aggressive. But with that, but with that being said, at the same time, it's not preachy either. Mm. You know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's my reasoning for it. Um, you know? Okay. So. Yeah, I, I, I feel where you're coming from. I actually, um, for me, uh, my favorite common album is like Water for Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say B. No, it, it. I mean, I love B. Don't get me wrong. Um, B, like Water for Chocolate, and um, probably one day it all makes sense are you know three of my favorites from Common. Uh, probably my top three favorites. But uh, but the number one favorite is uh, like Water for Chocolate, and, and I agree. I think. Jay Dilla's production on that album is just incredible. I think um, I won't say that I won't say it's his best produced album. It may be his best produced album outside of his own stuff because I think Donuts is just crazy. But that's that's another day. That's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, it, and just listening to Common talk about he and Jay Dilla and how that recording process was. Uh, that was incredible to me to listen to. I think yeah. uh, I think it's it says a lot about you know who Jay Dilla was and who Common was, and you know where they were as far as uh, their recording process and, and their friendship. Um, but this this album is phenomenal. It, it is mm-hmm. it is I think uh, Common's best work, and I think it's um, it, it it came at the right time. Because I remember, uh, you know, people were, you know, a lot of us fans, you know, we, one day it'll all make sense. People were just like, we were gassed. We were like really excited about how well put together that album was. And, right. you know, there was a sense of, okay, well, can he do it again? You know, that type of thing, because, you know, he was on a roll. Resurrection was dope. Uh, one day it'll all make sense was dope. And then, you know, people were kind of looking around like, okay, what are you going to do? And then, he drops this joint, man. It, it was crazy. I, I remember actually going to the record store and buying this album. Um, it, it was it was incredible. But um, yeah, my favorite, and it's it's an album that honestly I still listen to, you know, once every week or so. Uh, rarely does two weeks go by without me listening to this album. It's just right. it's a feel good album, and um, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. So it, it, it comment was definitely. He was in the zone. Jay Dilla was in the zone. And I, unfortunately, with Jay Dilla's passing, I would have loved to have heard them do it again because I think, you know, Jay Dilla brought out a lot in common and vice versa. And um, I think that was, uh, it, it was very important to hear. But um, yeah, incredible album. Incredible I'll, album. I'm, a, I'm also going to say this about the production on that album because I feel like. I'm going to go back to my age and how people hear Dilla for people that are, you know, closer to my age that may listen to this podcast. A lot of people got into Dilla through, like you said, donuts. And I think there's an important thing that needs to be mentioned here. If you listen to the stuff that he, that Dilla was producing around the time that like water for chocolate came out, Mm -hmm. you can tell there's a major difference. And that difference being that Dilla was heavily influenced by Mad Lib when he made donuts. Um, 
whereas with like water for chocolate it's a lot less like you know i guess on donuts you'll hear like the samples kind of fade in and you won't hear that piece of the sample again whereas on like water for chocolate it's a lot more like you know there's a, it's a lot more instrument based mm-hmm. whereas i feel like donuts was a lot more like beat machine based well the the interesting thing about donuts is that uh much of donuts was made with Jay Dilla on his deathbed, right? Like, right. I, and that's to me. And, I, and I'm not gonna. I, I know I'll go down the rabbit hole talking about Jay Dilla, but uh, yeah. And trust me, there will there will be a Jay Dilla podcast. Um, but yeah, when you listen to that album, that's the thing that even to this day, every time that I listen to it, I'm scratching my head because he literally, uh, Jay Dilla passed away from uh, the disease lupus, uh, the blood mm-hmm. disease lupus, and. He literally made that album on his deathbed. Right. And the album came out like right as soon as he died. And so that's mind boggling in and of itself. But I think yeah. that's that speaks volumes to, you know, like where he was production wise. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, oh, no his doubt. sound before that was a lot different. And I feel like people that are a lot younger, their introduction was donuts and they may not have gone back right. to here. You know, you fantastic volume back. too. You, you definitely or, have to go back, and like yeah. one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, your introduction to Common was B, and then you went back because if your introduction was B, that's his sixth album. You know what I'm saying? So you right. have to go back to right. Can I Borrow a Dollar, Resurrection, One Day It All Makes Sense, Like Water for Chocolate, Electric Circus, and then you're at B. So that's good, and and that that speaks to you know the kind of hip hop fan that you are, and really yeah. I think that's where hip hop fans really should be. You know, if you find if you discover an artist, you know, get familiar with their entire discography because right. you, you know, you, you don't want to miss out on something. Right. It makes sense, though, because, you know, Kanye was in his fucking pocket at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, Kanye was basically like all you heard wherever you went was Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, FIFO's from Chicago, so I'm sure that he heard it, you know, everywhere. But, you know, coming off of college dropout and late registration. I feel like B was kind of the album that blew Common up. B- right. I mean, he he was always popular, but before B, he wasn't like a star. You know what I mean? B was like his, you know, not only did it kind of, well, we're going to get into that, but not only did it kind of resurrect his career, I never thought there was a drop-off point, but no, we'll get to that. But I think that, you know, I, I think that Kanye definitely boosted um commons you know uh his level of popularity because everything kanye touched at that time was golden no doubt. you know even beyond that you go to like the stuff that he did with twista for kamikaze mm, you know mm, slow jams mm. overnight celebrity like twista mm. was nowhere near as popular before that as he was when that album came out you know as dope as adrenaline rushes but you know another topic for another day let right. me not go down the rabbit <laughs> hole but yeah you it, know with hip-hop fans you know it's easy for us to go down a rabbit hole um, so my next question, uh, Nas, a uh, favorite album from Nas and why? Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask. Yeah. I mean, for me and Kyle, this answer is clearly obvious. It's Illmatic, you know, right. duh, but <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, it, it's a good thing that you asked because you will find a lot of people that'll say it was written was his best project. Um, I love that album. Illmatic is the best. Um, you know, I think Illmatic is probably, 
from the 94 to 96 period. You know, in my opinion, that is the best album to come from a New York solo artist. Hmm. And that and that is saying a lot because, you know, 93 to 96, that period for New York was like, you know, it was very hard to touch. So I think Illmatic is better than Ready to Die. I think it's better than Reasonable Doubt. Um, I love those projects too, but Illmatic is like, you know, he was he was Rakim resurrected times 10, you know? Like, I'm not saying that Nas was... Well, n- you know what? Nah, I am. Uh, Nas is better than Rakim to me. And Illmatic is He's like... Not, but okay. <laughs> I, I, hey, you know what? I, I, I'll put on Illmatic before I'll put on Paid in Full or Fallen Of course you later, will, because you, you don't know any better. <laughs> I, I, it, it sounds better to me, you know? like I, That's another topic for another right, day. Right, but right. Illmatic is clearly... Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's yours too. Oh, no Spoiler question. alert! No question. You yeah, know, I mean, that, that, <laughs> I mean, I could answer that. You can answer that for me. Yeah, Illmatic is definitely my favorite. Uh, I think why is you know pretty simple. And for those of you yeah. listening and have followed this podcast, you know that I did a uh, a podcast on Illmatic um, as it celebrated its uh, 25th anniversary. Um, yeah, Illmatic, I think, is one of the greatest, by at least to me, and I think most hip-hop heads will agree, it's one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever. Like, there's no, there's really no comparison to it. I think there is a, sec- a segment of hip-hop fans and purists that will say that it's the greatest album in hip-hop history. And if you said that, I really couldn't argue against it. It right. is just that dope. I um, won't, but, you know, it's up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, most people, I think, will, not just hip-hop heads, but, you know, music fans and rap fans will understand that that Illmatic, at the very least, is a top five album, top ten, no, no less than top ten all time. So if you have it at one, you know, I, I'm not, you know, you get an argument from me. It's um, not in my personal top five people, but I tend to listen to a lot of underground. Like me and Mike Seatown probably listen to a lot of like the weird shit. But so but what I'm saying is, it, yeah. it's in your top ten. It'd be if if even if you don't have Illmatic in your top five, you understand that most hip hop right. fans have Illmatic somewhere between one and five. And yeah. so I think that's the thing for me and not just the ranking, but I mean, it's, it, I don't think that you, that anybody could really make a case for it not being in the top 10 is just that great of an album. Um, right. And then when you look at the landscape of where hip hop was and where Nas was at the time that this album comes out, uh, it speaks volumes to, you know, where he was and what he said on that album, because and I said it on the podcast, and I'll say it again. Nas and I are the same age. When this album comes out, I was in college. Like, I was a college freshman. So I can only imagine. I know what I was going through as a college freshman running around the campus of South, South Carolina State University. I can't imagine what he was going through in Queensbridge and what he yep. saw to pen what he did. So uh, obviously yeah. we were living two different lives, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's an incredible album. So yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, so yeah. now, if we go back to Common, what is your least favorite album from Common? Universal Mind Control? <laughs> and why? Uh, it, 
Well, I mean, in layman's terms, the shit is whack. Okay. But, uh, you know, I just feel like, and I haven't listened to it in a very long time, and for good reason. Um, it, it's just, it... It's just a throwaway album. Okay, let's put it this way. Universal Mind Control is Common's Yeezus. It is Common's Lasers. It is Common's Nostradamus. You know, it is the, to me, it is the only album in his discography that you can, that you can walk up to somebody in a, with a straight face and sing, this is a whack album. You know, it, it's, it's just not good, you know. Um, I can't even really remember any of the, the tracks on it. Um, you know, I'm looking through the track list now and I feel like the only one I really remember is Punch Drunk Love. And that song was, it was okay, but it's just, and you know, some of the production was decent, but I feel like Common was very lackadaisical on it and it just didn't seem like it was something that, you know, he seemed, it seemed very forced and he seemed very uncomfortable doing it. You know, I just, I I just don't like that album Mm -hmm. at all. You know, but everything else in his discography is cool. But that album, mm-hmm. nah, fam. Throw it in the street, watch a truck run over it. I don't, I, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, for me, my least favorite common album is Electric Circus. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man. I, I just didn't like that album. And, and here's the thing: when I go, uh-huh. I went back and listened to it. Uh, Jay Dilla again on the production was dope however common his rhyming style and schemes were just off to me and I think part of the you have to really and and the reason why I'm going to put let me put this into context for you and particularly for those like Matt who were younger you hear me sighing people but it's cool you have to understand now again (laughs) Common comes out with Can I Borrow a Dollar? And then he goes right. to Resurrection. So Resurrection, like, kind of people, you know, had the ears up. And then here comes One Day It'll All Make Sense. And it's like, okay, this dude is dope. And then he drops Like Water for Chocolate. And we're like, we're like hanging on to every word of that album. And then comes Electric Circus, and it's like, what the hell? Like, it was just, and, and keep in mind, Common and Matt, you wouldn't know this because you weren't alive or maybe you were too young. At the time, Common was dating Erica Badu. That I do know. I was born in 94, but okay. that I do know. So, to me, he sounds like a, a rapper who's in love. I mean, like his his lead single was Come Close. And when we saw Come, uh. the Come Close video and, <laughs> and he had Mary J. Blige on it, we was we were like, yo, are you serious? That video is hilarious. I will. Right. I will. You know say what I mean? That. So it's like <laughs> you. I, I couldn't. And I'm gonna be honest. A lot of common fans they they never let him off the hook for that. Like, and, and it's not to say that the rest of the rest of the album is bad because it's not. It's not a bad album. It's just not. I guess, for lack of a better term, it's not what we expect. Right. I'll, I'll give you that you don't like it, but worse than Universal Mind Control? Universal Mind Control wasn't that good either. Uh, but I think Common, at least, and I don't know this to be true, it's only my guess. I think Common was, may have been on a contractual deal. So Universal Mind Control sounds to me 
like an album like he was like okay let me put this shit out just to satisfy the label that's what but, it sounds but, like to me but 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 better than a le- like uh, uh, ah Bruh, man I, I, again, I don't agree I'm, I'm telling you that's like it's almost like Nas dropping Illmatic and then coming back with Nostradamus like it, it's it was Again, you were younger, so you weren't uh, you weren't around to I know, understand the impact I know, of it. But I know. that was a when I when I went to the Prince of Orange Mall in Orangeburg, South Carolina, and bought that CD. Man, I could have thrown that shit out the window. It was, I, I mean, like you. I was just like, "Bruh, you got to I be kidding you. me!" And you I'll, know, I'll give you, and we wanted okay, to give right. it the benefit of the doubt, but I just couldn't. I'll, I'll give you this: my my experience with something like that, and I'm only going to talk about this for a minute. But my my experience with that was I remember when Eminem put out the album Recovery, and bruh, I wanted to. I was angry because I actually like Relapse, and he was talking all this shit about oh you know Relapse is trash. You guys are gonna love this next album, blah blah blah. I put it on and Love the Way You Lie came on, and I'm just like, okay, time out, flag on the play. So. Bruh, I understand your disappointment, but I mean, it's kind of like Recovery for me was not Eminem's worst album, but it was the most disappointed. So I understand your disappointment, but worse than Universal Mind Control? Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, it's it's your opinion, bro. I feel you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't nah, I, do feel it could, I feel you. I feel you. not do it. I get it, man. You know, I disagree, but I feel you. So... Uh, so yeah, that, that was my least favorite from Common. What about Nas? Let's flip it over to Nas. When Nostradamus. you talk about his least favorite, what's your least favorite? Nostradamus. Okay, okay. Why? Uh, okay, so there's a story about that album. So I Am was actually supposed to be, for those that don't know, it was supposed to be a double album. And it got very heavily bootlegged. So mm-hmm. sure did. I, and like you said, I'm young, I'm young. So, but I did go back and look, and Nas's like as a single was the first thing released from either one of those projects. Yep. So it had people like, "Oh my God, this song is," and that song is crazy. Um, but songs like "Fetus," "Drunk by Myself," "Papa Was a Player," those were songs that were supposed to be on the double album. But this was back when bootlegging really killed an artist. For those that don't know, mm-hmm. you know, me and Kyle know because, you know, I did my research and Kyle lived it. He knew what it was like back then for an artist to get leaked when bootlegging was at its all time high. This was when Napster was, yes, you know, yes. was basically killing artists by the month. And it it happened to Nas. Um, I will say this. Come get me. The one that DJ Premier produced. Mm-hmm. Dope. Project Windows, the original version that was supposed to come out, is better than the one on the album, but I feel it. It's yes. cool. Um, the rest of that album... <laughs> uh, so, Nas, we need to have a talk, bro, because uh, You Owe Me with Genuine. Yeah. What in the mother... F- yeah. What in that, the that mother... Strictly for radio. Fuck <laughs> was that? Nas, you could you got a Timbaland beat, and, th- and this is the... Bo- Bruh, Kyle, you got me wanting to punch my laptop. What? What in the <laughs> fuck is this? You know, and the pro- I'm looking at the production list. Like, bro, these producers are not whack. You know, like Dame Grease, Les, Primo, Havoc, 
uh, Timbaland. Like, these are producers that should be giving Nas dope songs. But he wanted to rush and put out two albums in a year since that double album, I Am. By the way, it was supposed to be called I Am the Autobiography, for those that don't know. But, bruh, th- this album is a mess. It is a hot mess. You know, this is the Lindsay Lohan album of Nas' discography. <laughs> <laughs> this album sucks, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is this is the um, Jay-Z and R. Kelly collaboration oh, of Nas' career. God, so trash. Yeah, th- this album, it sucks. Like, you know, I'm not going to go out and say it's the worst hip-hop album I've ever heard because there are songs on it that are cool. Like, you got Come Get Me and Project Windows, and that's it. You know, like, this album is horrendous. Now, Nasir is pretty bad, too, but we're going to get to that. I almost picked Nasir because, you know, Nas' album done? Cool, it is done, but that's not the album that's done. That just sucks, Mm -hmm. but we're going to get to that. Uh, Nostradamus, though, bro, like, I Am definitely had some misses on it. I call I Am the half-ass album and Nostradamus the trash album. Um you know, like, at least I Am had Nas's like, Undying Love in New York State of Mind Part 2 on it. Nostradamus mm. is just lazy, bro. Like, you know, the subliminal shots towards Jay-Z were fine, but the production was horrendous. You know, like, um, I, I can't even rem- remember half the songs on this album. You know, like, Family with Mob Deep was a huge letdown. Um, Shoot 'em Up, produced by Havoc, was okay at best. But it, nah, man, I, I can't do. You owe me, Nas. Really, <laughs> really, Nas. Nas, I'm talking to you, bro. If you listen to this podcast, which I doubt you do, but you you need to hear this, he bro. He listens. He listens. Yeah. Well, let's hope. You owe me, Nas. Nas, come on, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, I, man. I, this it, is the one. I, I I can't defend this album, bro. It, it's trash. You don't have to. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Um. I'll say this. I actually agree with you. Uh, Nostradamus, uh, huge, huge letdown. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge Nas fan. And um, But yeah, this album, and to speak on your point of, and, and we actually agree, um, You Owe Me was, uh, again, a dope Timberland beat. However, the problem was you've got Genuine on the hook, and I don't know how you get Timberland a beat from Timberland, which at that point in hip hop, it was, you know, Timberland was running. shit. Oh yeah. If you got a beat from Timberland, it was going to cost you six up, upwards of six figures, you know, unless you were in his crew right. and maybe because he had, you know, a genuine on the hook, maybe Nas got it for less. I don't know, but I'm telling you, man, when we saw the track listing, uh, when we heard about this album coming out and we saw the list of the, you know, producers and everything that were going to be on this album, the buzz was crazy. And then when you heard it, you were just like, what the hell is this? Now I will, (laughs) I will agree. Um, Project windows Uh, is the only song when I listen to this album, that's the only song I listen to. Like everything else. I like at least at this point now, I just skip through, but project windows, shout out to Ron Isley on the hook. Um, it is a dope, dope album. I mean, dope song. The original version of Project Windows that that leaked that was supposed to be part of the I Am double album. It's so much better. So here's the thing. Here's what happened. We got the track listing, right? So we are seeing all of these producers, LES, Timberland, Primo, Havoc, 
And we're thinking, okay, this album is going to be bananas. And then we hear it and we're like, what the hell is all of this? Like, it, it was just, <laughs> it was a huge disappointment, man. I mean, so it was, and like for me, when I go back and listen to this album, the only song that I listen to is uh, is, is Project Windows. Um, I will say this much, the, the, the attempt with uh, You Owe Me was Nas trying to get to the charts. He was strictly yeah. trying to get to the charts because that song hit black radio and Nas was getting major airplay on black radio. But to Nas's core fans, we didn't like that shit. <laughs> we just did. Yeah, to be nah. honest. So nah. it, it was wherein if you look at Nas's history, you can say that on um, what was the album? Uh, when you look at Nas, when you look at it was written and you see um, uh uh, what's the joint with not with Lauren Hill? I'm, I'm losing my mind here. Um, if I ruled the world, if I ruled the world, there you go. Uh, where that was a, an attempt at the pop charts, Nas really went to the R&B charts with that because, again, like you said, uh, you know, Timberland was you know the man back then. So at that point, you know, you wanted to get a get a beat beat from Timberland. They got a beat from Timberland. They put Genuine on the hook, and he was you know all over black radio with that. But yeah, that Nostradamus wasn't a good album. It just, I mean, no. I, I'm not even going to sit here and try to act like it was because <laughs> it was. Yeah. And I mean, like like I said, that I Am was supposed to be a double album. So most of the material that was supposed to be on Nostradamus or I Am or whatever ended up on the lost tapes. Mm-hmm. And when you yep. hear, and when you hear songs like Fetus and Drunk by Myself and. You know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Hold up. Let's see what was on that because it, it plays into our point on this particular album. Because uh, I remember which ones were supposed to be on there. So, uh, yeah, Papa Was a Player, Drunk mm-hmm. by Myself, yeah. uh, you know, Blaze of 50. Blaze of 50. Uh, that may have been a stillmatic leftover, but I think that was an I am leftover. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned that because when you listen to those songs, you can see how they would fit on the lost tapes, but you really couldn't place them on, uh, on Nostradamus, which let's, which to your point is, yeah, it, it, when it got bootlegged, you know, these were leftover tracks. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that if it hadn't gotten bootlegged, the album would have been so much better mm-hmm. than what it was. Oh, no question. And like, it's just like when, you mentioned, man. I mean, back then, and I'm glad you touched on that point. Back then, bootlegging was, it was running rampant. I mean, you could you could kill an album. Uh, and for those of you listening, what, what we mean by bootlegging is, and I, I know I have to <laughs> break it down for some people who may not know, but when the consumer could actually get the album before it was actually released. Like if it was released to the streets and people got their hands on it. So basically you would have the album and people would have it and listen to it and don't buy it. So, you know, in essence, you know, there were no situations, not like now where you, you know, have it on iTunes or Spotify or title and you just listen to it or whatever the case may be. If you got it from bootlegging in the streets, you probably weren't going to buy it. So, uh, yeah. Like you said, it would kill bootlegging could kill the album sales. And, you know, if it if you don't if if your record label is expecting you to sell, I don't know, three hundred three, four hundred thousand and it gets bootlegged and you only sell a hundred thousand. Well, you know, that's a flop in, in, in those days. 
and right. that could negatively affect whether or not you know you're able to release more singles whether or not you're able to produce more videos so the whole budget was riding on first week sales and like matt said if it got bootlegged that almost killed your first week sales yep and also here's so here's what the background says on you know handy dandy wikipedia so when Nas is like was released as a single the album I Am was, was still planned on being a double album. Mm. And for those out there that don't know, when Nas is Like came out, people were like, holy shit, this album is going to be way better than oh, it was yeah. written. No question. You know, like that, that song was actually written during the Illmatic days. It just wasn't recorded until 99. So it says here that it was supposed to be a double album titled I Am the Autobiography. However, most of the original sessions were bootlegged, forcing Nas to discard many songs and adjust the release to one disc. And Nostradamus had to be rushed. So it became, it was one of the first major label releases people to be widely leaked using MP3 technology. And, you know, some of the leaked songs were later released on the Lost Tapes, so on and so forth. Several bootleg versions of the album have appeared online, but an official version was never leaked. And it remains unclear whether or not it was ever completed. So this is what happened when leaking, you know. Like, now it's common. Like, people mm-hmm. will leak an album one or two weeks before it comes out. But this album got leaked months mm, sure in did. advance. Sure and it did. killed... And that's why he released Nostradamus, because it was like, well, shit, I couldn't release I Am as a double album. So I still want to release two in one year, you know, the DMX formula, but it just didn't work. It worked. It, 99 was a bad year for Nas. And it, it really... I don't think, to be honest, man, looking back on it, I don't necessarily know that it would have helped him to have done a double album but at the time everybody was trying to do the double album biggie had done it uh, right right before he died and uh, tupac did it right before he died and you know there were a few others who had the double album and obviously if you have a double double album excuse me uh you're getting more money if you will but creativity wise i think you know most acts lose a little something when you created the double album uh, but you're right. It would have been interesting to see how it would have been a lot better than what we got. I think so. What I'm I saying. think so too. I think so too, because, because I, I heard remember some of the leaks mm-hmm. and it sounds so much better than what we got from both of those albums. Man, trust me. It's like you said, when I am came out and he dropped a video, um, it was crazy. And I remember Ron Artest being in the video and people were like amped up about that and Queensbridge. And it was just, his buzz was crazy, but it was just the fact that Nostradamus just wasn't what it should have been. And I'm glad that you explained that because, you know, at that particular time, it, it was a it was a critical point for Nas and a critical point for hip hop, really. Yeah. For those that don't know, by the way, this is the album that made people be like Nas is done. Right. You know, like this is the album where people were just like, OK, J1 would take over and they were wrong. But this is <laughs> this is the album. People don't know this because Nas is so far into his career. So people that are my age may not know this. But when Nas put out this album, followed by I Am, you know, like he was on a decline. Well, I Am came and, out first, and then Nostradamus. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm saying like mm-hmm. I Am happened, yeah. and it was there was some good moments on it, but it was a decline from the first two. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Question. Then Nostradamus no came out, no, and exactly. it was just people like, thought he was done. <laughs> yeah it, like it was just like nas had an amazing album he had a great follow-up and now he's done right 
so this was the album that did it like this is the yeah, one this, this is the this infamous you know album in his the discography. proverbial nail in the coffin <laughs> until it until it wasn't but right, we'll get to right, that later exactly exactly so you know what that's a great point right there let's take a quick break uh we'll hear from Nas and common and on the other side we're gonna we're, we're gonna break this thing down uh we're gonna do it kind of old school wise we, we got the source ratings uh, whether or not we're going to give these albums five mics or one mic or whatever the case may be. And um, we'll break it down. And Matt and I will try to determine which album and which, you know, which artist had the better discography, Nas or Comet. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. Yo, I just basically make my music is just straight from the heart and straight from the thoughts of what's going on in a black man's mind, young black man growing up, you know, with so many paths you could walk through, the one that's going to lead you to the right direction, the one that's going to set you up, make you fall in the trap. It's all type of paths to walk into, you know what I mean? I walked into the one that blessed me, you know what I'm saying? Gave me a chance to put my voice on wax and voice the anger, the hate, and the love all types of feelings and all types of situations that go on. Lonnie Rashid Lynn. We know him as Common, the multi-talented hip-hop artist. Every day we hustle it, trying to get them customers. Actor and author. His latest book, Let Love Have the Last Word, a deeply personal memoir. Now let Love Have the Last Word. What do you mean by that title? <laughs> I'm talking about love in for God, love for community, love for self, and, and love in action. If we look at things and put love in our, in our core and we work from that place, that things will shift and change. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast. And I got the homie, Matt B, in the building, and we're talking about the discographies between Nas and Common. Which one is better? But we're going to break it down and figure out which artist had the better discography. Now, what you guys don't really know is that Matt and I, uh, we've debated this <laughs> leading up Not to the podcast. Not a lot, but we have. Not a lot, but we debated this. And our debates uh, uh, via Messenger uh, actually led us to recording this podcast. Uh, so again, I'll flip it around and let's go back. So I'll read the discographies of uh, each of the uh, artists. Um, Common starts off with Can I Borrow a Dollar, Resurrection, One Day It'll All Make Sense, Like Water for Chocolate, Electric Circus, <laughs> B, Finding Forever, Universal Mind Control, The Dreamer, Believer, Nobody Smiling, and Black America Again. And then Nas's 11 album discography lists as Illmatic, It Was Written, I Am, Nostradamus, Stillmatic, Godson, Streets Disciples, Hip Hop Is Dead, Untitled, Life Is Good, and Nazir. And as I mentioned in the intro, uh, at the time of this recording, both Nas and Common are set to drop their 12th both will drop be dropping their 12th studio album, but we're not going to cover those because uh, they haven't come out at the time of this recording. And we're so, not covering collaboration albums right either. Now, yeah, just just the solo joint. So, you know, uh, 
if you came here looking to uh, to hear us talk about distant relatives, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> dope album, hey, dope album though. I loved it. I loved it. I loved uh, uh, Nas and the Marley dude. Um, so let's go ahead and bring no, this thing. No, in. no August Green either. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, that was dope too. Um, yeah. So here's what, I, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, the Source magazine is you know was commonly referred to as the hip hop bible. Uh, if you're familiar with the source, if you read the source, the source would give mic ratings. Um, the mic ratings would go as follows. Uh, five mics would be considered a hip-hop classic. Uh, four and a half mics, an album is listed as superior. Uh, four mics equals slamming, definite satisfaction. Three mics, good, worth checking out. Two mics equals needs help. One mic whack <laughs> so what we've done is and i don't know how he has scored the albums and he doesn't know how i have scored the albums but matt maintains that commons has a better discography than nas i maintain that nas had a has a better discography than common so matt let's go through the albums we will start with common first i'll right. read the name of the album and you tell me how many mics that you gave it? You ready? Excellent. Let's do it. All right. Let me grab my pen here so I can write this thing down here. All right. So, can I borrow a dollar? How many Three mics? Three, Three mics. mics. Okay. Resurrection. Five. Er? Five mics. So you're saying Resurrection is one of the greatest? A hip hop classic is is. Yep. One of the best albums of all time. Not write it down and put it in stone. Okay. Yes, okay. I am saying that. Mm-hmm. It has "I Used to Love Her" on it, man. Come on, I know, I know, I, know. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a five mic, but okay. Uh, one day it'll all make sense. Uh, by the way, people, I'm a common stan, and this album is also a five for me. Okay. You know what? No, erase that. I'll give it a four and a half. I mean, hey, stick to your guns now. Stick to your guns. I, I, I thought about it. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay, four and a half. All right. Um, let's see. Like it's, Water for Chocolate. Five. So, Like Water for Chocolate and Resurrection are two of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, according to Matt B. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Circus. Four. Uh, B. Four and a half. 4.5. Okay. Finding Forever. Uh, I'm struggling between a four and a four and a half. You, you got to give you got to give me one. We're uh, I'm going to go four and a half on this one, too. Wow. So four and a half, a superior, my, a superior album. Yep. Okay. Finding Forever. Superior. Uh, Universal Mind Control. <laughs> Zero. Okay, so let's do well. We got to give it a one then. You're gonna, all right, all right. It's a one. I'll uh, be generous. The Dreamer Believer. Uh, I'd give it a four. Okay, so The Dreamer Believer is a four mic album. Yep. Okay, so slam and definite satisfaction. Uh, Nobody Smiling. Three and a half. Mm, okay, three and a half. So it's good, worth checking out. Uh, Black America again. Uh, 
I want to give it a four and a half. Yeah, I'll give it a four and a half. It, it's it's teetering on the line between four and four and a half, but I'll give it a four and a half. Wow. Really think highly of uh, <laughs> common here. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, so let me. So let's go back. So for can I borrow a dollar? We got three plus five. Plus I'm gonna lower. Can I borrow a dollar to a two and a half? Okay, so, all right, let's scratch this out. My bad. No, it's all right. 2.5. Okay, okay. So we got 2.5. And then we got resurrection at five. Four and a half. <laughs> five. <laughs> four. 4.5. 4.5 for Finding Forever. Wow. One for UMC. Four for <laughs> Dream Believer. 3.5 for Nobody Smiling and 4.5 for Black America again for a total of 43 points for Common. Okay. Um, I will give you my ratings for Common. Uh, can I borrow a dollar for Mike's? Okay. Four mics out the gate. He's four, he's four mics out the gate. Uh, uh, resurrection. Right. Four mics. What? what uh, okay, I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. There's no way this album is one of the greatest albums in hip hop history, and I love this album. It's not. It's better um, than Can I Borrow? Uh, yeah. Well, I got I got them both at four. Uh, one day it'll all make sense. Four point five. Okay, we agree on that. Like water for chocolate, four point five. That was tough. whoa. That was tough. You're, you're not giving that a five? No, nah, it's not a five, Mike. It's not. It's not one of the greatest albums of all time. It's not. Uh, okay. Yeah, the the joint. As much as I love that album, the joint with uh, um, MC Light, skip. <laughs> that's another day. That's another story for another day. Um, all right, man. Electric Circus. <laughs> Three, okay. uh, B, four point five. We agree there. Finding forever, four mics. Okay. Universal mind control. Much like you, I didn't particularly care for this album, but I thought it was decent at points. Three. Uh, the Dreamer Believer. I gave that a three. Really? Yeah. It. it you know. Yeah, quick question why why is it that low for you just just quick there's a couple of songs in it and I, they don't come up to me off the top of my head but on the back end of the album that felt like fillers to me but i thought he he, he was rhyming really dope on the album this is just a production i just didn't particularly care for even um, on ghetto even on ghetto dreams ghetto dreams was dope i mean ghetto okay. dreams that was him and Nas. so um so yeah dreamer believer three Nobody smiling three. Black America again gave that a four. Okay. So for those of you scoring at home, I have Commons discography at forty one point five. So you know, I'm, you're at forty three. I'm at forty one point five. See, we weren't that far off. No, we no. You know, like... I don't think we're gonna be that far off. I, I, I don't think. I mean, unless you say something crazy. <laughs> Nostradamus is a fuck. No, right. I'm kidding. Okay, so now let's flip it over to Nas. Um, Illmatic. And I'll, I'll start with you. Okay, so five. All right. 
<laughs> no brainer. It was written. Mm, uh, four and a half. Okay. Close, I am. But... This one's kind of tricky because this is the half-ass one in his discography, but the good outweighs the bad. I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Nostradamus. I'd give this a negative 10 if I could, but um, I love one. Okay. It's better than UMC to me, but, you know, one. Gotcha. Uh, Stillmatic. Four. Okay. Godson. Four. Streets Disciple, the double album. Three. All right. Hip Hop is Dead. Two. Oh, whoa, 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 Nelly, whoa, Nelly. Yep. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. Oh, man, Untitled. Four and a half. Okay. Life is good. This, if you had asked me this about a year and a half after it came out, this would have been a four and a half, but now it's a three and a half. So three and a half. Why did it go down? I'm curious. It went down because after going back to it, I just started to like it less and less. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Um, it's definitely not a bad album, but when I first heard it, I absolutely adored it. But now I, I nah, it's a, it. You know what? We'll give it a four. I'll, I'll go four. I'll be nice. I'll give it a four. I mean, hey, hey, man, I'm just asking. No, no, no. You know, it, no, it's no, a four. Let's, let's stay. You said three and a half. Let's stay on three. And all right, half. all right. Uh, it's three and a half. Nazir. One. Okay. All right. So let's, like I said, Nas album done, but that ain't it. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so we got five plus four point five plus three point five plus one <laughs> plus four plus four plus Streets Disciples gets a three plus Hip Hop is Dead is a two. Wow, four point five plus three. Uh oh. Damn it. Let me start over. <laughs> Five plus 4.5. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm typing this only calculated. 3.5. Nostradamus gets the one. Plus Stillmatic is four. Godson, four. Streets Disciple, three. Hip Hop is Dead, two. Untitled, 4.5. Life is Good gets a 3.5. Can't believe that. Nazir gets a one, so Nas comes in for you at thirty-six points. Um, okay, for me, Illmatic, five mics, <laughs> <Easily laughs> one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. It was written four point five. Mm-hmm. I am that gets a four. Nostradamus two. Uh, Stillmatic, 4.5. So we weren't off too far. Godson, we actually agree, four mics. Streets Disciple, we actually agree, three mics. Double CD, if I think if he'd done a single, he might have gotten four, yeah. four and a half. Listen, Thief's Theme is one of the best Nas yes. tracks today. Yes. That song is incredible. Yeah, he, he, but... had, he had a couple of bangers on there. He had a couple of just duds. I mean, like it was just yeah. literally hit or miss with the double CD, which is it, something it, it, that we found to be quite yeah. often in hip hop. No um, different than Blueprint. No different than Blueprint too. Exactly. 
Exactly. I'm, I'm sure we'd give both albums a three, but uh, I, I actually prefer Streets Disciple, but no. So Streets Disciples three, Hip Hop yeah. is Dead four for me. Okay. Uh, Untitled four. Life is Good four. Nazir three. And I okay. was very generous with the three. <laughs> yes, you were. Because <laughs> that, I mean, like, there might be, if there's seven tracks, there might be three tracks that I like, and the rest was traded in a dash. You can um, always give it a two and a half, you know. Well, you know what? I, I went back and listened to it a couple of times, and I found something that, you know, that I liked in it. Uh, so I could bump it up to a three, and that's where I settled. I was back and forth between a two and a half and a three. Um, and that's strictly because I'm a Nas fan, but so my total comes to 42. So if you keep a score at home, Matt has common 43 Nas at 36. I have Nas at 42 common at 41.5. So there you have it. Um, so my tally obviously was pretty close yours you know there's <laughs> there's some room between common and nice so when we talk about the discographies um why do you think common's discography is better than Nas? i just feel like there's less like you know th- there's just less duds like there's more there's the greatness of his discography outweighs the great moments of Nas. So you take Illmatic and it was written, but Nas to me has resurrection one day, like Water for Chocolate, B, Finding Forever. Like there's just more to his discography for me than there is for Nas. Now, while there's distance, that 36 is a lot higher than some of the other people that came out back then for me, believe it or not. Like Jay would probably end up at a 30 for me. Well, we're not talking about, we, I mean, we're just, we're talking about these two though. That, that I'm just I, clearing it up. Yeah, I'm just no, clearing no it doubt, up, no doubt. You know, so I just want to make it clear that 36 overall for Nas, given all the flack he's got, and that's actually pretty good. Um, so it's just common, man. I don't know. There's just something about him for me. Like I'm a stand of common, so clearly, <laughs> yeah. So you know, commons in common just is barely outside of my top five. So, um. And he might be in there on a good day. So I, yeah, man, Common is just, he, he's just better to me, you know? I go back to his work far more often. Like, if I'm being honest, I would never say Like Water for Chocolate and Resurrection are better than Illmatic, but I tend to listen to them more. Illmatic's better, but I listen to those projects more. But you um, have Resurrection at, at five mics and Like Water for Chocolate at five mics and, and Illmatic at five mics. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if, as far as preference goes and taking impact out of it, um, you know, you could still prefer a five mic album over another five mic well, album. Well, here's the thing, like, I don't, and, and, and there will be a five mic album podcast, but they're not a lot of, to me, they're not a lot of five mic albums. They just aren't. I mean, because a five mic album by the source's definition is a classic. There aren't a lot of classic albums. There are a lot of albums that people say are classics, but they aren't classics. So, like, for me, and it's just me, if you were an alien, right, and you'd never been here before, and you somebody dropped you off on this planet called Earth, 
and they said, hey, take me to your leader. And you brought them to me. <laughs> and they said, hey, play some music for me. Play the best music that this genre has ever created. I, I could would make play a Resurrection and Mike Water. I could make a case that I could play, you know, Nas is Illmatic. I can't make a case for playing Resurrection. And as much as I like Like Water for Chocolate, in fact, I love Like Water for Chocolate, I'm not. It's, it's not. Not to me. It's just not. Hey, different. you know, different strokes for different oh, no folks, homie. No, no, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, but to answer the question, I think, um, and I, I understand your point. As, as you guys listening can see, Matt and I are on two different planes. <laughs> uh, I think Nas's discography is slightly better than Common's. Um, and that's no knock on Common because I think Common is a phenomenal MC. Now, I will say this much. I don't think when you're talking about just lyricism, I think Nas is a better lyricist. But we're not we're talking about discographies. We're not talking about lyricism. Um, that being said, I think their discographies and their runs kind of mirror each other. I think there are some albums on here and I, I kind of listed it in, in my uh, selections here. Um, there are some albums I think where they both uh, really put out some dope dope shit and then there's some albums where you're like eh, well it kind of left you scratching your head um, Common in particular oh, go ahead no what I would say was Common in particular uh, you know he had those music those uh, those albums in his musical selection like I said Resurrection One Day It'll All Make Sense like water for chocolate i think that was his you know three album run that was just incredible to me and he's been solid with the exception of universal mind control his last uh three or four albums have been pretty solid like he's been consistently making good i mean great music same goes for Nas. if i look at his at least his his discography is the way that i have it written down here um with hip-hop is dead untitled life is good those last three of his last four albums have been very good albums nazir i didn't like much at all um and then like you said nostradamus was the throwaway but when you look at stillmatic and i've even heard some people refer to stillmatic as a five mic album i can't and won't list that as a five mic album because it's not i'll but, tell you what when i first heard it I would have given it a five, but over time, it's one of those that I like less and no, less. But it still gets a four. It's a great album. It's, it's I, I got it at four and a half. Um, but it's not. It's not one of the all time greatest albums nah, in hip hop no. history. No, it does have one of the all time greatest diss tracks on it. Though. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, it, Ether is, I think, probably for me second behind No Vaseline as far as diss tracks. I got um, it number two behind Hit 'Em Up. I can't put hit him up, <laughs> hit him up, <laughs> hit him up. Tupac wasn't he? Went, he didn't even rhyme when he rhymed for like a verse. You can't have a diss track and have your homies on the diss track. You know what? You know what makes it number one for me? The ad libs at the end. But it does. <laughs> I mean, that's like me. That's like me going to fight somebody and I say, "Hey, Matt, jump in and help me." No, I, I don't. I got it. you, Kyle. Yeah, if I got I'm helping, you. I can't. I mean, if you, but you know, that's another story for another day. Uh, nonetheless, I think it's um. To me, it's close. I think it's very close, but I, I give Common, you know, uh, uh, a puncher's chance. But Nas, I think, ultimately wins discography-wise. Um, 
before we get out of here, complete this sentence for me. Nas's discography would be better than Common's discography if blank. If um, if I Am came out as it was supposed to and Nostradamus didn't exist, and if and if the Nas album done wasn't Nasir. Hmm. 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 And and let me let me say something. Hip hop and it and if you hadn't used the same beat twice for from Thief's theme for the song Hip Hop is Dead. Okay. Oh ooh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot about that. Damn. Cause all he did was just take that beat and speed it up. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And I sure think did. that's I think that's corny. Sure did. He sure did. Okay, okay, okay. Uh conversely. Common's discography would be better than Nas's discography if blank. Um, I will say it would be better if he didn't drop Universal Mind Control. <laughs> but wait, wait, time out. You just said that Electric Circus was worse for you. Um, Electric Circus. Because I guess when, when I look at both guys' discography... I guess you, you can kind of allow them for a dud, if you will. And so even if I deem Electric Circus to be his dud, Universal Mind Control probably was is, is like the second least favorite for me. Um, and I think I gave it a three, but it's it could have been better. Again, I think and I, I'm not sure what Common's contract situation was, but it looks and sounded like something that he was just trying to get out there just to get it out there. And and, and I think if, if I'm in, maybe you can correct me, but wasn't that around the time that he was beefing with Drake? No, that was Dreamer the Believer. Okay. Cause okay. That, that's okay. the album that has okay. the song Sweet okay. on it, which I, is dope as fuck. I couldn't, yeah, I, I like that joint. I couldn't remember which one it was, but Universal Mind Control just, and then I remember the lead single, and it just, it was like, bruh, this ain't you. Like, this, this is not the dude that gave us, you know, I used to love her like it just and it's not like it's a bad album it's just not again expectations were high and I think that's the thing that what I want people to take away from this podcast when they listen to it is that both Matt and I are huge hip-hop fans and at this particular time we were all looking forward to when these artists come out with these albums we're looking for something dope. We're looking for them to be better than better. We're looking for them to be the the the, the cream of the crop. And you know, I both said the same thing about Nazir. And I remember, you know, we I remember us chopping it up last year when the album came out. And it it just I mean, if somebody said, okay, look, hey, Kanye's gonna produce a Nas album, and he's gonna give you seven tracks, and it's gonna be dope. And that's all that you have to go off of. And you're like, okay, you're getting amped up. And you're like, okay, Kanye and Nas, this is going to be dope. You know what Kanye did with Common. And then you get the album and it sounds like Okay, let's be fair. Kanye has not been... uh, Kanye from Watch the Throne to now... No, he hasn't been Kanye. No, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is the last true great Kanye moment. I will agree with that. You know, ever since then, he, I don't know what happened. Um, Drugs. He needs to, be, yeah. Well, that. Drugs, well, I would mama say passed, not, uh, yeah. marrying not that taking, Kardashian. I mean, 
take not a taking not taking his bipolar medication. I mean, you know, the list goes on. But you know, but, um, yeah. But no, I, I think uh, I, th- I think that's where that's where you know we just we kind of differ. But um, but yeah, I, I think Nazir could have been and probably should have been so much more. And again, as I mentioned earlier, at the time of this recording, Lost Tape Two uh, will be dropping. Um, and so, you know, we're both Matt and I are hopeful. I don't know what Matt's yeah. expectations are, but mine are pretty high. I mean, if mine you call, are high. Yeah. Okay. If you call it Lost Tape 2, you know, it's like saying, okay, Blueprint 2. I mean, like. Hey, hey listen, if we're counting compilations, the Lost Tapes is one of t- is one of Nas's right. top three projects. And I did not count the Lost Tapes in this discussion. But, yeah, I mean, I think if I, if we, if we put Lost Tapes in, I think Lost Tapes helps common i mean nas further separate himself from common but um but yeah for me i think they both are close but nas gets the slightest edge uh looks like for matt you know common blows (laughs) he blows nas out the water (laughs) overall yeah but i can i I understand your viewpoint like i'm not trying to no doubt no doubt and i and i understand what you say i I think you're wrong but hey you you know (laughs) <laughs> hey, I, listen. I got some very unpopular opinions. Hey, it's, we, it's me and me opinion, and so that's all that counts. Yeah, me and Kyle both agree. Fuck Trump, but there's a lot of hip hop stuff we right. disagree. Right, on. right. So yeah, man. Um, so that's gonna do it for us. Before we get out of here, Matt, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say uh, before we uh, check on out of here? So if you hit me up on Facebook, I will tell you why AT Aliens is a better album than Equimini. Uh, and, and I will also tell you, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and I will also be wrong and tell you why MF Doom, if you want to hear this, MF Doom is overrated and extremely boring to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, well, as always, man, thanks for coming through and, and blessing the podcast. We definitely appreciate the love. I uh, want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. Uh, hit us up, man. We would love to hear from you. Who do you think has the best, best discography, Common or Nas? Uh, that's going to do it for us. So for my man, Matt B., I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.